Um, how we do it is I have a little intro. I do a countdown. I introduce myself. I introduce Veronica. And Veronica will be introducing you, at which point uh, you'll chime in and we'll just start uh, having a conversation about everything from you to the haves. Okay. And okay. So, all right, let's get started then. So, five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, and one. Hello, world, is a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Okay, listeners. Welcome back to the happy hour. Um, as mentioned on our Twitter feed, at happy hour on twitter.com, uh, we have a bit of a special week this week, given that's the draft, and we want to cover all sorts of stuff. This uh, evening in particular is special, and we're about to get into that. Either way, my name is David Auger, and I am at MetalDave01 on Twitter, and I'm joined, as always, by Veronica. Hello. I am at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And, Veronica, if you wouldn't mind introducing our guest... Yes, we have a very special guest this evening, fresh off his return from Pebble Beach, where he covered the U.S. Open for RDS. We at the Happy Hour <clears throat> are privileged to be joined by the Laval native, who just last season celebrated 25 consecutive seasons as the PA announcer at the Bell Centre for the Montreal Canadiens. The voice of the Montreal Canadiens, Monsieur Michel Lacroix. Welcome. Bonsoir, David. Bonsoir, Veronica. Nice to be with you guys. And it's, Bonsoir. Uh, thank yeah. you so much it is a great, for joining us. It is a great, great pleasure on our end as well. So thank you. Uh, so I guess I'll just go into uh, something that's been on my mind. Uh, Monsieur Lacroix, uh, just <laughs> how does it feel every home game to be able to, uh, you know, just have the just be able to to introduce the crowd to the new iteration of the halves Um What's what's that feeling on the ice for you uh, when when you're able to uh, be able to do that for us? Well, listen, first of all, I think it's it's been a privilege since 1977 because I was That's first right. asked to introduce the Montreal Canadiens back in 1977 at the old Montreal Forum. Mm, mm. And it's been a privilege ever since because I think that every time I get down there in the penalty box, uh, I'm sort of the guy who's welcoming everybody to the Bell Center or at the Montreal Forum at the time. Mm -hmm. And it gets the people in the mood. And to introduce our team with that famous, Mesdames, Messieurs, Ladies and Gentlemen, Accueillons nos Canadiens. Yes. I, I, tell, I tell people, are tell, people are telling me, we're still getting goosebumps after years and years, of, and I'm still getting goosebumps doing it. So there must be something special about it, right? <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, certainly so. I mean, you're half, you're half, not even more so uh, of the experience for people that attend the games. I know personally, uh, say I'm not at a game, I'm always trying to follow on with what my friends are posting on social media, and a good handful of them, whenever the Habs are able to, you know, get themselves a goal on a good night. Uh, they are mimicking what you are doing on the PA during the goal celebrations, and it's a it's a big uh, piece of the game. Of course, you're you're a figurehead of a mountain for the Habs, essentially. <laughs> yeah, well, David and Veronica, let me tell you one thing. We we've got to. It's a privilege, like I said, it's a privilege for me. But at the same time, uh, it's so much fun. Oh, 
okay. introducing the players, announcing a goal. Uh, there's there's a special vibe uh, announcing a goal, and we've got to be uh, fair to the athletes. We've got to be fair to the players. We've got to be fair to the fans. And if you put it all together, I mean, the announcement is only one part of the show. But let's not forget that basically the top stars are on the ice. So my role as a PA announcer is to put them in light and say, well, ladies and gentlemen, let's highlight a performance by Max Domi or Carey Price or whoever it is. And that's basically what I think I've been doing for, for, for years now. And I still love it because I'm, like I said, I'm only part of the show, but it's nice to be there. <laughs> yes, yeah. certainly. And we're thankful for it. And you, you certainly, I'm, I'm sure that you certainly don't have any favorites, but how fun is it to say Thomas Tatar's name? <laughs> well, that, 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 I must admit, I must admit that we have, we had fun with Thomas Tatar yeah. in the last season. <laughs> like we had fun with a lot of the players over the years, to be honest with you. We've pulled jokes right and left, but Thomas Tatar this year, especially when I introduced him as uh, Thomas Tuna Tatar when he was yes. uh, selected as the first star of a game, uh, I think basically at the uh, at the end of the season, uh, he smiled at me. So we're having fun. <laughs> basically, you know what? That's it. Basically, it's to let the players and to let the fans have fun because basically we're putting on a show. If people people were, uh, I'd say, hard on us about two years ago, saying, well, you know, we're not really satisfied with the way things are going because we get the feeling that you guys are not giving a show. I think if you look back at what we did last year, the way we handled yes. things uh, marketing-wise and with the game presentation, I think that we, we changed, uh, uh, in a, a, I'd say, about 100 degree uh, positively, yes. so w w like Thomas Tatar is only one part of the uh, of the equation. Uh, there was also Max Domi. Kerry Price came back great. Uh, our captain Shea Weber played tremendously. We had Victor Medi. We had young kids getting in there. And how about uh, Kut Kanyemi also coming yes. in, changing the entire situation. So basically, we we had to work through all this and. Our fans loved it. I think that we're on a good way, and we're, as a matter of fact, right now working. We're working right now for the upcoming season. We're already talking about what we're going to be doing for the game presentation management uh, for our preseason games, mm -hmm. and we're already changing things. Not that we necessarily have to copy what's been done in uh, in let's say Las Vegas mm -hmm. or in St. Louis or elsewhere throughout the league, because we do have to keep our identity. Yes. I think our fans, not that we're very conservative, but uh, our fans really like the way we're doing things. And as long as we do get good performances by our players, I think the rest of the story will follow. Absolutely. If on the ice uh, uh, the players are having fun and you know, being successful, that's a big part of it. And uh, – well, you mentioned before about the, the marketing uh, change-up and everything. One of the big uh, aspects, uh, at least for the Habs, uh, that is a noticeable change is how they handle social media. 
And I mean, Veronica, you and I know, certainly yes. we've, I mean, of course we're following it, you know, <laughs> like sharks <laughs> in bloody water. Very closely. Solid. <laughs> but uh, no, it's, it's all been a, a great, uh, it's been a great season. Despite uh, missing the postseason, it's as if, you know what, we don't even need the postseason. Bring on the next season, bring the kids on and let's see what these guys can do. And we're, yeah. you know, definitely but, you know, one thing that's important about the social medias is that, uh, like I said, I've been with the team since 1970. The 70s, things have changed so much. We were not talking about social medias way back then. Uh, I remember covering the team when I was uh, working at Sika Hussein Radio uh, in the 80s, uh, being one of the first reporters to follow the team as a radio reporter uh, on a daily basis. And things have changed so much. Uh, we went from, I'd say, uh, six, seven, eight reporters at the time. And if you do get into the dressing room following a, a practice session uh, at the Bell Center, there might be, I don't know, 25, 30, 40, 50 people out there. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely a change in the approach marketing-wise in the way that the players must respond to that, uh, to that media uh, demand and also the team. So times have changed for good, I hope, I think. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, we must adapt, and that's that's it's not easy to do so. No, and what you were mentioning before, when you mentioned Thomas Sattar, Max Domi, uh, Kotkaniemi, there was a big, big culture change that happened in the off season, and we weren't sure what to expect, but it all just it it, it all just came together so well, and it was so exciting, and. Um, I think that, and and with the, under the leadership now of Shea Weber, I I've just sensed a different attitude around the team in their conduct with the media. They're very self-assured. They're very tight in that locker room. And I know that you go down after the games and see them in the dressing room. Do you find that they're just sort of a more cohesive unit now? Well, they're much more relaxed. I must yes. admit, yes. That, that's that's basically one thing. Uh, they're relaxed and probably a, a guy who uh, we were talking about uh, Jesperi Kutkadimi yeah. that guy came in uh, I mean easygoing guy Max Domi did the same thing um, we've got new players coming in and they reacted very positively uh, we were talking about Tomas Tatar another addition so basically we we don't need to change the entire image of the uh, of the franchise. We only need to get to better uh, performance wise because the rest of the time, I'll tell you honestly, these guys they love Montreal, they love our fans, and it shows. To be honest with you, I've seen the difference from let's say two or three years ago compared to to last year, and it really shows. I'd say that. The more, I'd say that the best thing, the best way to describe it would be they're more relaxed. And basically from there on, they can easily get to the point faster and yeah. without any problems. That's so exciting. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and, and you, were you know what? If you do remember last year uh, when we first drafted Jesperi Kutkanyemi. Oh, do we? We were, yeah. oh, I mean, we were bounced around right and left. I mean, people, yes. who is that guy? They, and 
all of a sudden you realize that the guy is nice. He's, mm-hmm. he's a smiling figure. He's having fun. Mm-hmm. He's bringing something new to the team. Uh, we trade uh, Alex Galchenyuk to get uh, Max Domi, a totally different situation. Yeah. Uh, Shea Weber comes back in shape. Carey mm-hmm. Price is playing great hockey. So it doesn't take that much, but we needed that. Attitude. Yeah, attitude. Attitude, attitude was the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, was well, the slogan. Uh, I think in the off season, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people blamed uh, Mark for saying attitude w- w- was a problem. But uh, I think that we realized that indeed we we had to change a few things in there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We um, better. And yeah. and like like we were saying, even though we didn't even make the playoffs, probably our most excited episode that we recorded this year was right after the final game Hmm. at the bell center that game was so much fun and it was so obvious how much the team cares about each other it was just so exciting yeah an incredible send-off the way the way (laughs) the way it ended it was amazing believe me from the penalty box i said okay paling one goal paling two (laughs) goals paling three goals don't tell me he's going to score that goal in overtime. <laughs> not in overtime, in the shootout. In the shootout. It, it was, was almost Mate. Almost. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? And at the, at the very, it, it, it ended in a very positive way. And that I think that uh, we were all together at the end of the game, uh, after the game. And people were, I won't say they were disappointed because we were not in the playoffs. But they were saying, hey, we're getting there. We know that next year will be a lot better. We will get in the playoffs next year, and and we're putting on a hell of a show, and it's going to be better and better in one year, in two years from now. And we'll be Stanley Cup contenders very shortly. I I think our fans really believe it. Yes, we do. Certainly do. (laughs) Yeah, we all do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, speaking of uh, the... um... Oh, what was it there? <clears throat> of the of the performance in the show. Uh, just today, the news came out that Montreal will be uh, hosting the draft next year. I think that's a very exciting time uh, for the city and the Bell Center. Since when was the last time it was there? Uh, 2009? It's been a decade. Yeah, 2009. Uh, I remember I was, uh, I won't say sharing the podium, but uh, <laughs> translating uh, uh, yes. the uh, the uh, the speeches from uh, commission mm. from the commissioner, and we uh, we drafted Louis LeBlanc at the time. Right, right. Mm. And uh, uh, I, I had a look at the, uh, the 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 history sheet about the the draft. I think that we were there about twenty seven times, if I'm not mistaken. It since, is something like that. Yep. Yeah, and it, it basically started with uh, a few a few guys mm-hmm. uh, getting in an hotel room and saying, "Okay, we're changing this and this and this, and we're getting this guy and this guy." But now it's getting to be a really big show, and it's fun. It's it's fun to see them guys, these young players coming in the NHL because basically because of the the World Hockey Championships, we know a lot more about these guys. And yes. We're anxious to see who will go where. And there's so many moves now in the NHL that we need to know exactly who's who in order to follow everything. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Yes, yes, for sure. But next year, believe me, 
I'll be once again right beside the podium, ready <laughs> to translate everything from French to English, English to French, for with Commissioner Bettman. And uh, hopefully we'll get another very good uh, first-round choice. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes. I'm sure we will, because Trevor Timmons has been knocking it out of the park uh, yeah. for a good while. Let's say that we've had a, a very we've had good picks recently. Must that, admit. Yes. Now, Absolutely. And the happy and, hour know, will. You know what? Uh, sorry, Veronica. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, the way the team is built right now, uh, we we basically will go with young players, and I think that's the right decision. Slowly but surely, built on a strong uh, on a strong young team. And eventually get minor changes that will definitely give you a boost when you need it, whether it's offensively or defensively, uh, with a veteran here, there. So uh, I'm quite uh, I'm quite optimistic about the uh, the future of our team right now, uh, draft wise. Yeah, and it's going to be exciting in a couple of days from now as well. We have a lot of picks for our team. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that our hockey people know exactly where to go and what to do. Uh, yes. Not that we definitely need, because we're always uh, we're always saying, well, we sh we could have drafted this guy or this guy, and this this guy did better. But hey, we're talking about eighteen-year-old kids there. Uh, they they must get mature. They they must get. In the National Hockey League, will they go in the American Hockey League first? So there are many things going on before reaching the the NHL level. And I think that basically in the last, uh, say, two years or so, we did a fine job getting them, our, our young players, uh, uh, to the NHL level. Yes. Without a doubt. I mean, uh, part of that has to be uh, due to... Uh... Uh, UL Bouchard over in Laval with the bracket, but also just, uh, you know, with Kolka Niemi being such a, wow, what a bang on player he is being able to perform at that, uh, at the National Hockey League level at such a young age and then Paling coming off of his, uh, you know, run uh, with St. Cloud. That's going to be, mm -hmm. it's going to be quite a tandem and I cannot wait to see what happens at training camp this year. It's going to be very exciting. Yes. It will be, because I'll tell you, we've got Kutkanini, of course. We've got Ryan Paling. Uh, we've got a guy. Let's not forget about Caden Primo, oh, right. a young, right. talented goaltender. Uh, we've got a guy named Suzuki, I think, who did quite well. Yeah, that mm -hmm. kid. Yep. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> so, you know, we got we got a few guys in there that will probably mix, uh, will get in the mix and... Uh, uh, I can only uh, basically we go with the decisions of our hockey uh, people, but I think that for the last two or three years they they changed a lot of things. They changed their mentality. Uh, we're going with young people, and we're looking along with Mark. We're, we're looking um, to the future, to a very bright future. Because uh, if you look at our young players, the way uh, uh, I'm talking about Suzuki, I'm talking about Paling, I'm talking about, but I'm also talking about a couple of guys who were at, at the, the World Junior Championships, uh, a couple of guys who were also involved in the Memorial Cup uh, tournament. So basically, yes. if you add up all these guys, 
there'll definitely be a few spots that will there'll be question marks indeed at the uh, at the training camp hopefully for the best mm-hmm. yes without a doubt well mac mac Bergevin always says that he wants to make difficult decisions so make his dif- choices difficult <laughs> And you know what? Mark really likes difficult decisions. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> it, but it's not—it's not an easy job. We we all agree on that. Whether it's yes. in Montreal, Toronto, yes. Vancouver, or uh, or elsewhere, but we need to be—we need to follow. I think a certain line of development, and I think that Mark put up uh, a plan that if we do follow the plan will get us to the Stanley Cup. I, I, I'm not saying in two or three years uh, officially, but we'll definitely have a top-rated team very shortly. Yes, I believe that as well. And yeah, maybe within the next two or three years. Why not? Faith. Why not? Yeah, why, why not? not? Make the playoffs, hey. anything can happen. You see exactly. what happened this year? Holy cow. <laughs> and, and last year also. Don't forget last year. Because whenever a brand new franchise gets to the finals, there must be yes. something special going on in the NHL, right? Oh, yeah. And I was thinking about that today. Like when you're thinking about the, the teams who were expected to go far, like Tampa Bay was expected to win the cup this year and they couldn't even win a single game in the playoffs. It's, it's a, a combination of, of um, talent and also the character is what might put you over the top. And we're talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning, but let's not forget about the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yes. Mm, mm-hmm. Let's not forget about the Washington Capitals. Yes. Still a strong, very strong team. So we're talking about basically three dominant teams here. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. you do realize that, bingo, you're out of the playoffs, you're out of the picture. Yeah. So... Anything can happen. What we need to what we need to do basically is to be strong defensively, uh, get uh, our forwards to play according to uh, a game plan that will allow us to go from point A to point B, just like the way the Blues and the Bruins did, I think, throughout the playoffs. And I think yes. we've got our, our coaching staff is working on that very hard. What basically we were, uh, we had problems with our power play. I think we all agree on that mm-hmm. last yes. year, but we're definitely trying to find a solution. And I think we will. <laughs> we, we've got, I think we've got the players to do so. I can, we, we've got the, the, the competent people to let's, go from point A to point B and move on. And because talent-wise, I think we're okay. We might need one or two extra players, and I think that Mark and our hockey people will definitely go, uh, I won't say hunting, but they'll be looking around to get these people. Yes. Certainly so. That's right. And towards the end of the season, the power play was improving greatly. <laughs> if uh... Indeed. I was uh, I did some numbers uh, I remember and say we, if you take only the games from the last uh, month and a half of the season the power play was clicking at apparently thirty uh, percent or so mm-hmm. and that's that's an un- otherworldly number when it comes to a power play so something was finally coming together but it just it came too late uh, you know to save the season regardless 
Uh, the coaching staff, obviously, understand what's going on now. And the players, too. And like you said, we have enough weapons on the power play to make something happen. It's just whatever little touch is needed. And watch out. Once that, That's once it. Little, it. Little tweaks right and left. It's like it's like playing golf. I mean, you can hit yeah. <laughs> a 300-yard drive, but if you're out in the rough, there might be a little problem <laughs> to get to the green. <laughs> but for for uh, for us, I think we've got to go back to the basics, and that's exactly what Claude Julien and his staff did. We we got that first part of the of the of the deal done. Okay, let's move on to step number two and steps uh, and step number three, and with the young talented players that are showing up, that are going to be showing up. Uh, at our training camp, yeah. I think we can certainly hope to get better results in, in the very near future. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Another exciting part about what you mentioned about the turnaround, uh, sort of the 100-degree turnaround in the team this season, is the, that they were the second youngest team in the NHL. I like and that. And they accomplished that. Yeah. I, I like that very much. And if And if we do go back in time, Uh, and I'm sorry, you guys were not even born when I was following the team way back in the 70s. But we had guys like Dougie Reisbrow. We had guys like Mario Tremblay. We had guys mm. coming in right and left. We had Murray Wilson. We had young defensemen coming in. But it, it was incredible to, to see the way these guys were following the veterans. Uh, it's a lot easier for a guy like Victor Mede Mete to, to play alongside Shea Weber. I mean, a guy like Shea Weber is is a teacher, he's a captain, is he, and he's much more than that. And I can assure you that uh, Jeff Petrie can also uh, get that same role. And there are guys basically on the team right now, a guy like Kerry Price can also add up to these. We need veterans to bring up our young players mm -hmm. to a certain point, a certain degree of performance. Uh, Victor Mete, I think, will be one of our top defensemen for the next two, three, four, five seasons because he's improved a lot. The learning process with these guys is amazing. Mm -hmm. They learn fast. Same thing with Jesperi Kotkaniemi, a guy like Max Domi, a guy like Jean-Antoine Douin, basically we, we've got good elements. So what we need to do is basically get all these guys together and play according to their talent. And I think that in, like I said, two, three years from now, we might be surprised. I hope it doesn't take that long for you to call Victor Mete's first NHL goal. <laughs> I certainly hope so. <laughs> We're so excited for that. Not that he... He, he, he's, he's had good opportunities. He has. Oh, <laughs> but Lord. Yes. Also, also oh. close. And I, I so was thinking, close. I was thinking, I said, I'll keep that puck forever. And I'll, yes. I'll hand him out <laughs> that puck. And the, basically what's funny about it is that you see a guy like Ryan Paling coming in for the last game of the season. And he scores four. You say, yeah. oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Vic, Vic, do something, please. Yeah. 
<laughs> he did. Please he, score at home. That poor kid. I'm telling you, he he had that one rush in overtime, and he was a he was a bat out of hell going to the net and just couldn't oh. quite convert that backhand. Poor kid slammed into the boards afterwards. <laughs> he was trying but so hard, but he, he knows. Is, he but knows. he's a, a very fine young man, a mm-hmm. very talented hockey player, and I'm yes. sure he'll he'll get that first goal. Believe me, very shortly in the NHL, <laughs> and hopefully. Well. He'll do it. He'll do it at the Bell Center and not elsewhere. In the- yes, please. So. Mm-hmm. Please, yes. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I think. Um, I think we're coming upon our time now. Um, Monsieur Lacroix. Uh, I wonder, Veronica, do you have anything else to ask our esteemed gentleman? Uh, there was one thing. One of our original podcast uh, co-hosts, Ooh, yes. um, Ashley, she wanted us to mention to you that she was sorry that she couldn't join us this evening. But she wanted us to mention to you that it was on her bucket list because she lives in Toronto to be at the Bell Center and hear you announce a goal by Max Pacioretty. Mm-hmm. And it came true a couple of years ago for her and she'll never forget it. Well, I'll tell you, Max is still a very good friend of mine. Uh, he was back in Montreal for the Formula One Grand Prix a, a few oh. weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, he's a, a gentleman. I mean, it didn't work out the way it should have been, the way we wanted, right and left. But mm. Max is a, a very fine and talented hockey player. Good for Max if everything goes well in, uh, in Vegas. Uh, I'm sure that we will indeed get the benefits from that trade, especially with Suzuki uh, um, coming up. Yes. And basically, I, if a trade is good for both teams, I think it it's really a fine trade. Like I said, sad to see a good friend go, but hey, mm-hmm. he'll be back, and we'll we'll see we'll still see Max in Montreal with a very of big course. smile. Yeah, Absolutely. and and he's happy too, which is great. And the entire family too. Good. Oh, that's what matters. Good. Certainly. Yeah. So. They, they've got Max has got a great family. I'll tell you, great yes. kids. So many and, kids. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> he's getting ready for a power play. For a power play unit. He only needs one more to get the unit out there. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. They only need one we're more. We got a. PK unit now. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they're adorable kids too. Those yeah. guys, uh, when they're uh, the few times that uh, some fans can see them, no, they're great. And yeah, uh, Max is uh, happy in Vegas, and uh, yeah, no, it, it it really was one of those nice trades where things worked out splendidly for each team. Yeah, mm-hmm. good, absolutely. And I I totally agree on that. Uh, like I said. If it's good for the player, if it's good for one team, it's good for the other team. Hey, sounds good for me. Let's do it. Everybody wins. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we wanted to be mindful of your time, and and um, I don't know if you had any questions for us or if there was anything more you wanted to add. Hey, just glad to, to to share your your passion for the game for our team yes. uh, with you guys. And listen. Anytime, if you do need info or if I can be of any help, don't hesitate. Uh, gladly answer. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Incredible. No, David, Veronica, merci beaucoup. Thank you so much. Merci, merci, merci. à vous. Okay. 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 Have yourself a Bonsoir. good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well.
And that was uh, Michelle Lacroix, everyone. That was um. So this is that a, was fantastic. This is part one of our super special week at the Happy Hour. We were able yeah. to um, you know, have uh, Michel Lacroix accommodate us in his um schedule Busy just to schedule. talk hockey, which was incredible. Um, that was amazing. I mean, Veronica, when um you were able to get in touch with him and he contacted you while he was working the U.S. Open. <laughs> like, come on, come on. So nice. So nice. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, you're working right now, and just let's sure let's chat. Let's get it I together. Mean, I can do that. Absolutely. So let's um, do that. So yeah, we hope uh, that the listeners liked all that. I, we didn't have anything else on the docket really to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So we found out today that the draft is going to be in Montreal next year. So happy our road trip. Oh, absolutely. We. I. It's going to be like Hab's Twitter road trip. I think it's going to be. It's <laughs> yeah, going to be insane. I, I don't even. I mean, as soon. Like, not even Habs Twitter, but I mentioned it to uh, the guys in the group chat group chat that I play hockey with, and they're like, we're going to Montreal. I was like, oh, man. Oh, my God. So a lot of people. be packed. A lot of people are really excited about that, and they should be, because, I mean, to me, one of the reasons of many that I'm a, a fan of the Habs is that, to me, Montreal is the home of the National Hockey League, and it's the reason yeah. why the draft was there for so long, just exclusively out of um, the, um, uh, what, the Renaissance Hotel, I think. Was that the name I of it? Know. It's something. One of the hotels that Michel Lacroix had mentioned before. Um, yeah, just a, uh... bunch of, just a bunch of dudes in a hotel doing draft picks, and now it's this <laughs> big right. thing, you know? Wasn't it the Queen Elizabeth? Oh, you might be right, actually. Oh, duh. I'm an idiot. The Renaissance, never mind. Completely different I thought I had at that moment. Oh, well. I might be wrong, but I have a picture in my head. Right, right. Yeah. It's That's going to be terribly exciting. It is a hotel that actually has a plaque that says, this is where the NHL was founded. And I got to remember what the hotel was. Would have been a great Jeopardy question. What about if we Google? Oh, I have We Google. could do the Google. We could do the Google. <laughs> Montreal, NHL draft, hotel. Um, mm. Oh, so Veronica, are you going to share yeah. some of the good news about a trip you're doing this at the end of this week? Um, I'm going to the draft. There it is! In Vancouver. I'm going to the draft! It worked out! <laughs> God damn it! Finally! Yes! And so, managed to get myself a pretty good seat. Mm-hmm. And so, um, just, uh, I think that we're going to do some fun stuff on the Happy Hour uh, Twitter account. Just keep your eyes on that. Yep, we are still figuring it out, but it's going to be fun. Yeah. I know it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And it is the Windsor <sighs> Hotel. Oh, the Windsor. Where uh, I knew it was something British-y. Where the uh, National Hockey League was founded. Where is it located, David? It is. I have a map. I got to look <laughs> at it, though. <laughs> where is that? Oh, how do you think? It's how on... do you think? It sounded like Michel, Mr. M- Monsieur Michel Lacroix had a good time, don't you think? I think so. Yeah, I think we're fine. I think so, too. Yeah. It's on. Yeah. It's right on Peel Street. Oh, Peel. I mean, it's long, but I mean, it's. That's a long street. 
It's like right in downtown. Oh, okay. That's fun. Yeah, I know, I know where Peel Street is. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's right on yeah, there. How cool. fun. We'll be there a lot next yes, summer right around this time. Yes, we will. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I can't even. Oh my God. I can't even like fat. Like as I know, soon as, I soon know. as the, <laughs> like the thing I'm worried about, of course, are tickets. I know. And I'm like, we will find a way. Oh, damn straight. We're going to find a way. <laughs> we will find a way. I'm the freaking tech nerd here. I'm going to find yes! a way to get these flipping tickets. Right. Your algorithms. I'm going to. Oh, oh God. <laughs> That's, that's, I mean, I could, but I got to <laughs> But no, you would never. No, I'm not no. that mean, but only no. four. <laughs> I only need four <laughs> tickets. <laughs> no, I'm sure, I'm hoping that, um, God, it has to be Ivanko are going to be doing something with that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, who knows? What if and hopefully, the draft well, is in Montreal? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mm. Oh, two years in a row it's going to be for me. Yeah, wow. Who would have thought? Home and home. Lucky you, Veronica. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh. well, I'll, I'll be I'll be all on my lonesome at mm-hmm. this draft, but I'm sure I'll make a bunch of friends. Oh, please. There's going to be people yeah. from all, the, all over the place that you know. No worries. Oh, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll be good. So I'm trying to think. Um... Yeah, so, yeah, um, draft in Montreal. Uh, that was Michel Lacroix doing his whole thing, which was really great. And, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Do we have anything else to talk about? Not a whole lot of other news. What's going on right now has just begun is the NHL Awards in Vegas. Right. Yep, that's happening. Super so exciting. So it's going to be a, a bunch of cool things happening on there. James Holzhauer is going to be there. Alex Trebek is going to be there. That is um, a oh wait James so that's pretty and cool Alex yeah oh my god wow I was talking about <laughs> cashing in not like we did that no <laughs> no we not didn't. at all no, no. <laughs> completely original idea yes mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> yeah so well good um, luck to the players at the NHL awards it's always a fun yeah. time. Um, and then we find out too. What, what's always cool about this is that we find out who was kind of in the running for the Norris nomination and everything else. Right. You know, places four and down. Mm-hmm. And so that's always fun to find out. I would fun. be interested to see where Mac Bergevin winds up in the GM count. Yeah. What a. I was. I was hoping. I'm curious top about that for him. I really was just because of I how really was. things were going, but um, not quite. I'm curious. I want to see how that, that'll shake out for sure. Yeah. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. But we hope, listeners, we hope that... Thanks again for listening in and supporting us as always. But we hope that you enjoyed this special mm-hmm. episode. And we yeah. have another one tomorrow night. That's right. We have another one tomorrow night. Expect a full episode tomorrow night. Yes. Uh, <laughs> with our friend... Right, Mr. Grant McCag. Grant McCag, who nailed the Paling draft pick, who nailed the Kakaniemi draft pick, and who's who's predicting <gasps> question mark? <gasps> unless you got the draft guide, and then you know who he's picking, and it was a big who question mark. <laughs> and we'll see how it works out. We'll see how it so, works out. Um, no, it should be a good conversation. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited to have Grant on. He's a wealth of information. If you don't know anything about any of the picks coming up, whoa, well, going to get an education. Yep. So, I got my guide. Yeah, it's a good it's piece great. of work. Oh my yes, god! Yes, it, so, it is. It's a really good piece of like, work. Like people don't understand how 
he watches so much hockey. <laughs> <laughs> he's been watching certain players for years, and he just he has so he's so well connected, and he just he knows Bob yeah. McKenzie. Bob McKenzie says Dan get this Robertson guy. and Dan, yeah, and our buddy Dan and our buddy Dan. Jeez, yeah, yeah. So they do good work when they see it. They do, and so do we. Jeez. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so another episode tomorrow, and then, and then it'll go back to being just us. Yep, just for us. a while. And but we, yeah, with we're going to be joined too. by more people. Oh, of course. And with Beth, I Beth mean, is, with, that goes without saying. Yeah, it goes without saying. Only uh, forgot even. The, oh my God, poor Beth forgot to mention that she is away on vacation, oh. well deserved, and that's yes. why she was not with us uh, today. Yeah, yeah. Or tomorrow. She's on a girlfriend's trip, and she's having a blast. Oh. My God. Watch out. <laughs> Look out for that part. So I think that's it. I think that's it. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God.